When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Blue Noise, the Birmingham City podcast brought to you from us here at Birmingham Live. My name's Brian Dick and this week's guest is Gary Monk. This is the second part of an interview recorded before the end of the season uh, and it focuses very much on the life of, as a football manager and how Monk has learned to adapt. Uh, in the first part we heard about his, his hopes for, for Blues uh, in the run-up to the end of the season but now it's a lot more general talk uh, about how he started out on his career path, uh, that memorable first game in charge uh, of, of Swansea City against local rivals Cardiff. Um, the reasons he decided to go into coaching, uh, which were down to an injury, uh, and also the impact it's had on his, on his family, a young family, let it be said. Uh, and it also looks ar- around his philosophy as well, the... the, the, the the guiding principles of the way he manages his teams. Listen back, sit back, listen, and I hope you enjoy it. Um, this is Gary Monk. Did you always see yourself becoming a football manager? I did, from probably about 26, but I didn't probably envisage it in the way it came. Yeah, um, I don't think anyone could have envisaged no. those circumstances, could they? But I'd always planned to go into coaching, and, and I wanted to be a manager. You know, I knew... I knew I wanted to go into coaching first, but I knew management was where I wanted to be. Uh, I enjoyed the responsibility. I've always taken responsibility, so I guess the natural position is a manager to have that responsibility, isn't it? Yeah, Um, yeah, I thought the path would be totally different than what I took, but I wouldn't change it. It's been been a relatively short time. It's it's four years, but in that four years I've had... Incredible experience, you know. I've gained a lot of experience in such a short space of time, and and um, I think that's what stood me in good stead, you know. For I think you got to understand in management that it's very different to being a player. It's very, of course, it is, but the ups and downs, the scrutiny, and it's a different playing field to to being a player. And I think you've got to try and get your head around the fact of that in management, the ups and downs are going to be a lot higher and a lot lower than they are as a player. I think career spans of managers, we're all fully aware of it. No manager wants that. You know, no manager wants to not be at a club and, and see it through and try and put something in place and have a project. And as, as far as I know, managers that I speak to and hold the respect for is, is they all think the same as, as what I feel. So I think, but what you've got to understand is that you've got to put that to one side, you know. I think you've got to just leave that where it is and emotionally leave that where it is and just focus on what you're doing and trust yourself. And I said it all along, I feel a, a better manager now than I ever did at the start. And I was managing Swansea, Swansea in the Premier League and we, we had a 
a 13-game period where we had a relegation fight and um, and then finishing eighth in the in the Premier League. You know, people would think that that side side of it, but I feel better manager than I ever was then. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Due to my experience, like, how I work, how my staff work, how we refine it, like, where we're at right now with that. I'm sure in four years' time, I'd say to you, see, and I feel better manager now. And then if I keep pushing myself and the staff and and what how we try and work, so. Um, it's a very difficult job. It's not an easy job, but it's one that I love. Mm. Um, but I'm, as I get more experience, I'm, I've learned a lot as what's important, what's not, you know, and, and try and cut that emotional side of it. You at, know. at what point were you in your playing career when you started doing your badges? I was 26, and the reason why was um, I got a serious knee injury, and I, it scared me because. Right. I, Literally, when it happened, the surgeon, everyone said, there's a chance you might not come back from this. So obviously, sat on that bed. I was a bit like, well, if I don't wake up from this operation and have a football career, what am I going to do? So it scared me. Lucky enough, I had the operation and successful. I got back and, and played a number of years after that. But that was the point that changed my mindset to, OK, I don't want to ever be in that position again. You know, feeling like, what will I do? So I started to do my coaching badges and focus on, pay a lot more attention to coaches, <laughs> you know, and I was lucky enough with the managers I had, especially like Brendan, people like that, that they would open up on management and coaching and get, give me a good insight into, I could have, I could go and speak to them, do you know what I mean, and have good chats up to them about how management was for them and different scenarios and things like, you know, you set up like that in that game with tactics, how you spoke at half-time to players and Man, man, all those things. I, got, I was very lucky with the managers I had, so I, I got a good insight whilst I was still playing. And um, yeah, and that, from that point, I knew that I was going to go into coaching, and I knew I wanted to be a manager. But I did think it would come in a, a bit of a different way. But yeah, but look, it's one of them, isn't it? You know, I wouldn't change it. I've learned. I've had a great experience. I've probably had more experience in that four years than a lot of people get in a lifetime. Do you know what I mean? And because I, I understand how difficult it is to get work and. There's a lot of good managers and everyone's competing. There's a lot more managers and coaches out there now than probably ever. And it's only going to get more and more. So you're competing in a in a really difficult industry, you know, for jobs. Because the jobs never get more. Because there's only a certain amount of clubs, but the amount of people that want the jobs is growing and growing and growing all the time. So, um, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm, always, I'm grateful for the opportunities I've had. And I've tried to do the best I can with them and feel that I've done reasonably all right with them. Do you know what I mean overall? But yeah, I'm still ambitious. I've got a lot more to do, and a lot more to prove. I think. Well, you, was Glenn Huddle in charge when you were at Southampton? Yeah, I had, yeah, yeah, quite you, a few. You'd have been, uh, without putting words in your mouth, I guess it would be difficult not to have been in awe of someone, someone like that when you were a young lad coming through, was it? Or yeah, it's um, just Graham Sooners was the first manager, so he was, he literally wasn't far off from retirement, so he still would join in certain training sessions, and he was. <laughs> You stick one on him or not? No, no chance. Going <laughs> in, but it was brilliant. You know, brilliant to watch and see. And then Dave Jones, Gordon Strachan, Glenn Hoddle. Mm. Um, yeah, really good experiences. So all of them guys. Glenn Hoddle, yeah, of course. Um, and then obviously at Swansea, we had Roberto, Palazzosa, Michael Laudrup, mm. Brendan Rogers. So we've had I've had a real variety of managers. Do you take a bit from all of them? Or? I think yeah, of course you learn from them because you. I think you learn, you take the good things out of them and then you take the bad things as well. Do you know what I mean? Well, I wouldn't do that. And I think, but the key, I, 
you know, in this job and especially with myself is you've got to be you. So of course you learn from those guys and you, you take what good things out of them and and how they will work, but you've got to make it your own, you know, and I think it's like I said, I was lucky with quite a few of those managers I could speak to them, you know, they would tell me about mistakes that they had made, do you know what I mean? And give you a good idea. But I think you you can't imitate someone, you've got to be yourself and your own beliefs, you know, because when you sit when you stand and you train in front of a group of players if they see you imitating and it's not real, they see it. It has to come from within, you know. So of course all those experiences throughout my whole career kind of shapes you as a person, doesn't it? But you've got to be your own person and how you want to play and how you want to be and how you want to train. But of course try and learn from those guys and try and avoid mistakes that maybe you know they've made that can help you if you see it coming, you know. So um, yeah, that's how I kind of look at it. Have you still got sort of, I don't know whether we could even refer to Brendan as a father figure, he's still a relatively young man, but have you, have you still got sort of mentors that you could pick up the phone to and, and, and you know, the, the people would know and got careers in the game themselves? Yeah, I speak to, I've got a lot of friends in football and, you know, over the years and people that you meet and um, you've got loads of friends and um, I'm, I'm not the type that would... I'm not one that would ring someone and ask them about a situation and how they would deal with it. I'm, I'm one that the best way to learn is to deal with it yourself. Mm. And um, and then maybe afterwards speak to someone with more experience and say, look, I just faced this situation and I dealt with it like this. Do you know what I mean? You know, from your experience, have you dealt with these situations? Because I think if you rang everyone and said, look, I'm facing this situation, how would you do it? Yeah. You're not doing it yourself, you're not learning. So. I've done everything since from day one. I've, I've approached everything myself and trying to be use common sense really mm. in all of it. And then if I thought something, you know, maybe did that have the right reaction or not? Do you know what I mean? Maybe then I'll, I'll speak to someone and say, look, I've dealt with this situation. This is what it's been. From your experience, have you dealt with something like that? How did you deal with it? You know, so it's, it's more like that. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm not. Um, I'm not the one that's calling. Twenty foot. You've got to do the job, you yeah. know, and you've got to do it the way you believe it should be done. And I'm quiet. I spent most of my career dealing with changing rooms. I was captain, so I was dealing with nationalities and different players' personalities and making sure all of that was together. So naturally, my it's my natural instinct to understand how a changing room is working and what type of personalities are in there. And I think when you come to management, it's understanding how to it's more managed staff as well. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. make their roles clear. And it's that side of it which I've really probably taken more advice on than actually. What it is the to football side, yeah, the yeah. football side of it. Are you one for for reading about management theory and uh, everything? Do you? Psychology, I'm massive into, and mental side of it. Yeah, um, yeah, management, all all types of stuff. I enjoy it. I enjoy. I said I'm quite a proactive guy, so when I get time, <laughs> at this moment we ain't got time. But you know, reading books and watching presentations, speaking to other people, not just in football, but in other businesses and other you know, sports. sports. Yeah. I, I love that. And it might not be you ever take anything from that, but if you can take one or two things and interpret into into football, into your management style, into managing people, whatever it is, then how can that not be a benefit? You need to know that, don't you? Is, is there a book or a person now that you would hang, hand your younger self um, ten years ago? Is that say again? Is, is, there, is there is there a book that you that you've read that you you in, the, in in your time in management that you'd maybe? Give yourself as a younger player ten years ago and say, "Oh God, this will serve you well." I would. Um, I tell you what, I would have done. If I'd done, 
I always think now that the young players, like so, the youth team players, if they they should make a, a, a specific course on coaching for for them, just to them to see. Because I remember when I first did like a twenty six, I did my my B license, and it was like there was obviously quite a few players that are still playing. Do you know what I mean? First taste of coaching and what actually goes into it, and it's an eye opener. Do you know what I mean? I think everyone, when you play as you go out to train, you just you think that yeah, you pay attention and this is what they want us to do, but you think it's quite simple. You think oh, I could go and put on a if I asked you to go and put on a possession drill, you could all put a possession drill on, but you gotta know actually how and why and what you're doing, what's the how it links to the bigger pit, all these things. So I, I think for youth team players they should put a special course on that actually links to coaching because then they'd have a massive appreciation of it. That when they actually go out and train they'd understand well these guys here that have do you know what I mean? What they mm. have to think and what they go through. You'd have a much more. I wish I had that. That bigger picture. I wish I'd had it from 18, understood what actually goes into coaching a football mm. team and how, how these guys have to think to get us to it. You know what I mean? It would have made me. I always appreciated football, but I think more in the society now, it would make them 100% see training in a different light. I think that's, that, that should be a normal for all. Plus, they're getting a qualification, plus, a, again, Something happens when you're very young, you've got nothing to fall back on. I know they do education on that side of it, but I think something like that would be fantastic. In terms of books and stuff like that, naming ones, I don't know. There's loads, isn't there? I like reading autobiographies, you know, from managers and sports people. I like reading management books. And what was the last one you read? The last one I read was by Alastair Campbell, Winners. Right. Um, I just received a book. From a guy that emailed me. Um, it's, it's called The Edge. I don't know if I got it on there. I think it's in my car. It's in my other bag. It's called The. It's called The Edge. I think it's from. Um, I can't remember what managers are on it. It's like Tom Tom Court Two Court from what's Bruce Dortmund. Um, a couple others. It's like about high performance environments and that mentality edge that you get like that. So something like an, an author emailed me and asked me if I'd like to copy, so I've just taken one, so that's the next one. Mm -hmm. I think it's called The Edge. I can show you how we'll go down to the car afterwards. I'll get it out. So yeah. And of course, you, you're not just a, a football manager, you, you're, you're a dad with young kids as well, aren't you? They're pretty, the poles apart, aren't they? And, and one causes a bit of stress on the other. I would, I would imagine. It's, yeah. it's football management isn't an easy life to be a, a father with a young family, is it? Well, not again. How, how management happened for me is quite unique. You know, I don't think there'll ever be a, a captain of a Premier League team again, and that will go the next day while still playing into into managing a Premier League team. And I think I can't see that ever happening again. And against his local rival, yeah, with yeah. zero experience, yeah. <laughs> zero experience of management or anything like that, I can't see that happening, but the other big thing on that was my wife was about two weeks away from having the twins, so um, in terms of timing and how it's been, yeah, I don't think there could have been any more pressure and your plate will never be as full. Oh my God, <laughs> and it's still full now with with the twins and my daughter, who's seven, um, so yeah, getting that life, it was real difficult to start, I didn't know how to deal with it. And they suffered from it, and um, and even now we've got it to a much better kill. But it's still, 
this is the bits that people don't see. So it's hard on them as well. Do you know what I mean? If you want to put yourself into it properly and do it properly, and everything you got, it, I think I, early days because I said I wasn't experienced. You're taking a lot of that home and. 24 hours a day and I still think like that but I think it's just understanding getting that balance better and better because it was funny when, when I first took the job these experienced managers were coming after games managers that I'd seen on TV for years and you know big managers and all these things and a lot of times you know if we're beating them or it was an important game for them and, and they lost the way I, I would be thinking well they're going to come in here and you know, being raging and stuff like that, and they come in quite flippant and fine and, mm. and all right. And I used to think to myself at that point, wow, like, <laughs> do these not not care? Do you know what I mean? And that's how I used to think because I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. But I can see why now they were like that. It wasn't because they don't care, it's not because they don't give their best. Do you know what I mean? It's because they just know that they've got to try and keep that emotional balance right. Do you know what I mean? And not put them because they know that it's going to affect them and their life. You know what I mean? Mm. So they've got to try and, you know, they've spent years and years of home in that, haven't they? So mm. I could see that and often spoke to them about their home lives and how they do it. And they'd say, yeah, I can go back and detach. And I used to think, wow, do you do that? Like, I'm sure you're thinking about it. But it's not. And you take that as in, like, they don't care, but it's not. It's not at all. It's just that they'd learned over the years that they were probably in my position one time and that we were all like you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Taking everything to heart and all those things. So I've learned in a short space of time to deal with that better. I'm still not where I need to be, but much better than what I was when I started. So yeah, it's it's, it's very difficult in the family as well, but I've got a really supportive family. My wife's great and family and kids and, and um, yeah. And uh, you've, you've moved around in the last sort of 18 yeah. months quite a lot. As yeah, the missus loves me for that. I, I can imagine, yeah. They, they presume you stayed in one place and, and you... No, they move with me. Have it every time. Yeah. I think um, we're kind of at the thought we've got young kids. It's, no, it's not ideal. Yeah. But my boys are... Twin boys are four and my daughter's seven. I think when it comes to secondary school, when, when my daughter reaches 11, then we both, me and the wife, will feel that, yeah, that's when we don't want to be moving them about, you know. Um, but we thing before it is it ideal no but they're at the ages where we think you know it helps build that resilience and character building as well and you know unfortunately we've had to probably move a few times more than we would have liked but I think it's good that, you know that character they have to go in and they have to adapt and, and make new friends and I think that part of that character we, we don't think that'll do them any harm you know but of course it's difficult on them as well because they start to make good friends and do you know what I mean? Then you have to move. Hopefully, we can get more of a settled period, which would be nice. But um, that's part of the job. We we understand it. So um, hopefully, they'll all have brummy accents in three yeah. years' time. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, my daughter, especially, she's her accents changed. It was Welsh, <laughs> and she went a bit Yorkshire, a bit a bit Northern, <laughs> and now she's going to come down to Bromwich. I don't know what accent she's going to end up with. <laughs> she's a bit Just old English or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now, look, it's it's. I think we both accept and it's part of the job and as the kids are getting a bit more knowing now, I think obviously they don't quite understand that, but they understand that, you know, that's working for a football club and they support the club and, and they, they just enjoy football, they love coming to the game. Well, that was Gary Monk, uh, interesting stuff there. Uh, I think what stuck out for me was was how how early he'd made the decision that he wanted to go into management. 
as a, as a, as a relatively young player, uh, still, still earning, his, earning his trade in his mid-twenties at Swansea. It was an injury which made him think about the future. Very interesting to hear him say uh, that he thinks young players should also be, be thinking ab about that, even, even younger than he was when, when he, he came to, to, to glance, glance up and, and see what lay ahead down the road he, he was an ad, as we've heard there he's an advocate of, uh, of, of even youth team players uh, having some insight in, into coaching also interesting for me as well as a parent was was the fact um, the impact that, uh, that being a football manager has on a on a young family uh, monk's family is still relatively young as, as we've heard there um, but him, him and his partner have taken the decision uh, to 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 move the whole family unit around the country. He's obviously worked at Swansea, Leeds, Middlesbrough um, and now Birmingham City in the, in the last two or three years as well. So that's that's obviously had an impact on the family, but it's also, he feels, given them skills as well. So hopefully we've given you a bit of insight there into uh, the man behind the man behind the desk at Blues. Um, thank you for listening once again. I uh, hope you are enjoying this series of, uh, of Blue Noise podcast and please tune in again next week.